everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of actually two podcasts in one. The Volunteer State, our Tennessee Volunteers podcast, and Breaking Down the Doors, our Vanderbilt podcast. We are combining them in a very special week because, of course, we have the dream that we've been carrying all fall. It is here. It is 5-6 and six Vanderbilt. It is 5-6 and six Tennessee. Winner goes to a bowl game. Loser goes home, unless maybe Vanderbilt sinks into a bowl game. Let's just say loser goes home. And we're very excited to put everyone together on this podcast. This is sort of like Brady Bunch and the Partridge family, you know, being in one extravaganza. So Adam Sparks and I are here in Nashville. John Adams and Blake Topmeyer in Knoxville. And guys, I'm just going to start with this for everyone. And we'll start here with you, Adam, and then head out to Knoxville. I want to know what you guys think this game means for the program you cover. So, Adam, what, what this game means from a program perspective to Vanderbilt, and then for you two, what it means to Tennessee. Well, I mean, you can just look in a media guide, look at the history of this series, and know it means a lot. These uh, Vanderbilt has not beaten Tennessee three times in a row since the 1920s. You just look at that number alone, and you can tell it's a pretty big deal. If you look at uh, you know, kind of the window that's been open when Tennessee has been down, and under James Franklin, Derek Mason, they've won four out of six, the last two. This is an opportunity to kind of stretch that window a little bit further. Uh, and, you know, with Derek Mason, you, Joe, you and I have talked about it, that at four and six, he's not necessarily on the hot seat, but he's not in a great position. That's a week ago. And he still has years left on his contract, but a new athletic director is coming in. Uh, he needs to show that he has the program headed in the right direction. If you're now five and six, if you beat Tennessee and you get to a bowl, what turned into a not very good year is suddenly you know, a, a really good year, especially a win over the Vols. Joe, I, I think for Pruitt, it, it's a chance to really build some momentum going into the offseason and, and sort of sell progress uh, on the recruiting trail and just around the program in general. Say, hey, look, we're moving in the right direction. If you go to six, six and six, beat Vanderbilt, go to a bowl game, win three SEC games, it's undeniable progress. You could argue even if they lose, it's progress from last year, but it's it's a more difficult argument to make, I, I think, because if, if Tennessee loses to Vanderbilt, it finishes last in the SEC East for the second consecutive season. It will have lost to all four of what I think most people consider its rivals, being Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. It would have four losses on its resume this year of 26 points or more, and, and, and then you, you cap it all off with a loss to Vanderbilt. I really think that would sort of uh, dampen this season. I mean, it was just a week ago we were throwing out the wild idea of whether Pruitt should be considered as as SEC coach of the year. You finished the season with with a blowout loss to Missouri and then a loss to Vanderbilt, and and I really do think that it, it changes the complexion or, or the way people viewed this season. Win this game, go to a bowl. Most people will call this a, a definite sign of the step in the right direction in progress. Yeah, I agree with Blake. I mean, everything is presented as this is a, a game to determine a bow bid and and that's a big deal for a team that went eight four and eight last year however the negatives of losing it to me are are much more paramount I mean, it used to be Tennessee never even thought about a coach having to beat Vanderbilt it was just taken for granted not anymore Vanderbilt's won four of the last six games and if you start out as your first year as a Tennessee coach 
and you lose to Vanderbilt, there's no excuse that will make that go away. You can't, well, I didn't have much talent. It was a transitional year. No, you couldn't beat Vanderbilt. I think it, uh, it really it really puts a, uh, uh, it really taints the first season of Jeremy Pruitt if Tennessee can't pull off a win. Well, I want to go right back to you, John, and I think you're, I think you're the best person to, to answer this question because you've been around and writing about the Vols for a long time, not since the 20s, for the record, but for, for, for a while. No, I did not cover any of those games. <laughs> no, I was a kid back but then. But I want to ask you, do you see a difference in how Tennessee fans look at Vanderbilt now? And I guess – I guess I would assume, like you said, I mean, it's just it was a presumed victory for so long. Is there more dislike for Vanderbilt now just because they've actually, you know, won their share and even more of their share recently? Or is is this just more, this is just a, you know, a symptom of of what's gone on with Tennessee's program? I, for, for many years, even when Tennessee was dominating the series, I was often surprised when I would cross come across a Tennessee fan who was just really hated Vanderbilt. I just really didn't understand why. And I do think, though, with Vanderbilt having success, I'm finding more and more of those people that really dislike Vanderbilt. This has become an important game for Tennessee, an important measuring stick for a coach, kind of like – Vanderbilt, a win over Vanderbilt, is expected to. Now it's kind of like, well, you got to beat Vanderbilt as though there's a possibility you won't. Yeah. And then, Adam, on the Vanderbilt side of that. Well, I mean, there's never a lack of Tennessee. I, I think there's probably more of a hatred of Tennessee. It probably goes more that way than, than from UT to Vandy. Yeah, I think Vandy has been an afterthought. To, to UT fans. Vandy, it's more the work your way up to that. I mean, you know, there's a number of seasons where you cannot go to a bowl, you can have a terrible season, but if you can beat Tennessee, that that means something. I mean, look at, you know, Derek Mason last year, a month left in the season, people wanted him fired. He beats Tennessee, and no, this guy's got it going on. He's all right. He's okay, yeah. maybe. Th- yeah. th- th- I mean, that's all it takes. Even if, even if Vandy had lost to Ole Miss last week and they could beat and they beat Tennessee and finish five and seven. There's a number of Vandy fans that say, eh, that's okay. I'd rather beat UT than go to a bowl game. Now they can do both in one game. So these teams have come here different ways, guys. I mean Vanderbilt has been agonizingly close in several games. And this could be a this could be a very different season. This could be a special Vanderbilt season. You think about one possessing against Notre Dame you think about 21-3 up on Florida, totally in control at Missouri, really good chance to win at Kentucky. And then they finally figure out a way to finish with maybe a little help. They got a little luck in the, in the Ole Miss game, but they finished. Tennessee, on the other hand, and Derek Mason pointed this out, Tennessee has huge wins. You know, I mean, they have those two wins. I know Auburn isn't what we thought Auburn would be, but still, you went to Auburn, you beat a team that was ranked at the time, and then hammering Kentucky but then not a lot of a lot of the other games have not really been that competitive the South Carolina game comes to mind as one that you know was the Vols could rue afterwards a game they could have won but I guess for all three of you on that 
does that say anything about these teams or even about this matchup, the, the different waves they've come to this point? Blake? Well, it, to me, it means that kind of what you're getting at is Tennessee's more unpredictable, but perhaps more dangerous as, as well. You know, if you're a good team, I think you're more worried about Tennessee than you are Vanderbilt. If you're because Tennessee has shown that they can beat good teams and and Vanderbilt hasn't. And I know we can keep going back to the, well, they were competitive against Notre Dame. Guess what? They lost to Notre Dame. And and the battle cry of the loser is always, well, we, you know, we should have, would have, could have, we were so close. If not for this, we would want some more games. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a loser's mentality. That's the way losers talk. But that being said, Tennessee has been so remarkably inconsistent that I think Vanderbilt might actually be the better team. I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get from them for the most part, it seems, week in and week out. So if I'm a good team, I'd rather play Vanderbilt. If I'm kind of that middle-of-the-pack team, I think I'd rather play Tennessee because there's a real chance that Tennessee's just going to lay an egg and not show up on on any given Saturday. Well, you know, I'll say this. I think uh, Vandy is the more consistent of the two teams, for better or worse. You know, to borrow a Derek Masonism in in the middle is kind of where they stay. Not really, really good. Not really, really bad. So I I think maybe that makes Vanderbilt the safer pick between the two. Um, You know, I'll take this to a specific point. You know, I think Vandy feels like if they can win the run game, win the line of scrimmage, they win this game because – Tennessee has had one really good rushing game in the second half of the season. That was Kentucky, and they won it going away. The others, they rushed for under 100 yards. Vandy is 5-0 and when they outrush their opponents. They're 0-6 when they don't this season. If they can put the ball in Garantano or Keller Christ's hands by stopping the run, I think they feel good about that, and that's what they've done with the teams that they've won against is to make it just a – you know, one-sided battle, and I think that's the way you beat Tennessee. I think they feel confident they can do that, but if they don't, they're going to lose. What do you think, John? Well, I tell you, it's it's really hard to get a read on Tennessee because of its unpredictability, the up-and-down nature. But if Tennessee loses to Vanderbilt, I think you will be able to go back and look at the two games it won, it won and say both those games had more to do with the opposition than it had to do with Tennessee. It wasn't like, oh, Tennessee's arrived, or boy, this was a great Tennessee team. No, it would just be a real mediocre Auburn team, an underachieving Auburn team that wasn't playing well at the time. And you'll look at Kentucky as a team that simply ran out of gas that was really good in September, but come November, it just didn't have anything left. So I just think you'll look at Tennessee differently. I agree that when you look at these teams, I look at Vanderbilt – and I see a better quarterback, a better running back, and a better receiver. Those are three real kind of playmaker positions. So in that sense, you would think Vanderbilt has the edge, but I do think Tennessee's defense is a little better. I do want to get to the question of just overall talent in a minute, but first, just to let John and Blake know Adam and I had a terrible time at the Vanderbilt press conference trying to get any of the players to say anything at all about you know being motivated to play Tennessee me sick of seeing orange and all those things you guys had a much better time of that I some quotes about you know Vanderbilt players dancing in their field and you know some some honesty about about what this 
brings out. Now, Derek Mason, however, did refer to, I guess, the way Vanderbilt is perceived. And here's what he had to say. I don't know if you, I, I don't, I don't know what accomplishment means when you talk about, you know, man, this, this being an even matchup, you know, on paper, as you look at it every year, man, Tennessee has been in the top 10 in recruiting. I think last year they were in the top 20, uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, on paper, if you're going class for class, you know, I mean, it still is what it is now. Now, now when you start to talk about, you know, man, football games and how teams have played, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a little closer. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, everybody thinks that we're the little brother, okay, or little sister, however you want to call it, little brother, little sister here, man, but we've never felt that way. So with that being said, uh, I think it's going to be a good football game based on the simple fact that these are two football teams that have something to play for. So that's Mason. Again, the players didn't say much. My question for the panel here is, which side do you think has more fire for this Tennessee because it's lost two in a row or Vanderbilt because it always has an extra edge when it's playing Tennessee John back to you let's go two in a row for John Joe I I kind of would give the edge to Tennessee in that regard I look at it as a, a desperate situation losing again to Vanderbilt just puts his program just way down it really wipes out pretty much whatever you thought you'd accomplish this season it just takes a lot away from it. I just think there will be a desperate quality to this game from a Tennessee perspective, and they just know this is a game you have to win. And it has been a season-long goal to go to a bowl game, and and here's your chance. Despite the horrible loss to Missouri, you've got this chance. So usually the motivating factor goes to favors Vanderbilt in this game, but I would give it to Tennessee this time. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, the motivating factor goes to Tennessee because they've lost the last couple of years. And I think, Joe, you and I saw in the press conference that Vanderbilt's players and even maybe more so Derek Mason wants to be perceived as the underdog. You know, the, the idea that they're a mild favorite, I think, bothers them. <laughs> exactly. So, so you, you, it's a precarious position of making sure you're, that you're the hungrier team. Maybe internally they are, but... On the outside looking in, I, I would think the Vols would want this maybe a little more. Whether or not that that determines the winner, who knows? I still think it's Vanderbilt. I, I think every year this is their Super Bowl, and I think that's kind of a a product of not really having other rivals. I mean, you know, who would we say Vanderbilt's other rivals are outside of Tennessee? I, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. With, with Tennessee, you know, they they got other games circled on on their schedule. And I just don't think this game means as much to Tennessee as it does to Vanderbilt. And I also think even though Vanderbilt has had more success in the last half dozen years, I still think it has that little brother mentality. And I think that can be very motivating. You know, in in talking to some Tennessee players this week, they clearly feel like that maybe Vanderbilt doesn't respect Tennessee in the way that it used to. You know, Todd Kelly Jr. talked about a, a recruiting visit he took to Vanderbilt while James Franklin was the coach. And you saw he saw power tees on on his visit, but they were flipped upside down. They were upside down power tees. <laughs> he thought that was disrespectful. Um, and then uh, you know the the players dancing um, kind of overjoyed Vanderbilt players a couple years ago when they wanted to get to a bowl and and sent uh, you know Tennessee from the Sugar Bowl to Music City Bowl. But to me, that sounds like Big Brother saying like, "Hey, little brother, like know your place here. We're we're still Big Brother." That that doesn't sound like someone that's 
kind of motivated in the underdog role. That that sounds like someone who still thinks they're big brother and isn't getting the respect that they deserve. I think it's more motivating to be in, in Vanderbilt's perspective and, and have this be your chance every year, you know, to try to upstage big brother. Yeah, let, let me add to that. The the power T upside down is true. It's also in t-shirts for Vanderbilt fans. It's the Vanderbilt anchor logo. It's the power T flipped upside down to look like an anchor. So the, the our state message there. Well, that was just going to say, are we sure this wasn't just like a low budget, you know, anchor? For Vanderbilt, you know, I mean, they've got to they've got to cut corners here and there, you know. Uh, well, Joe, I, th- I also think if I remember right, it's not just that the upside down T, but I think it's discolored because there's no orange in the UT logo. In the uh, there's SEC logos in Vandy's facility. I think the Tennessee logo is the only one that has no color. It's just white. Very interesting. Well, there's always something. Now, last thing before we get to the picks, guys. I've been thinking about this. You know, we, we've been talking, Adam and I've been talking about who's going to the NFL. And, you know, I think Jared Pinckney seems like a safe bet. They have a corner, Jawan Williams, who I think will play on Sundays. I absolutely think Keyshawn Vaughn will play on Sundays. Kalijah Lipscomb, I don't think he's a threat to leave early, but I, I think he's good enough too. And I'm looking at Tennessee, and I see some young guys I, I could definitely see there. I guess I look at a shy Tuttle, and I feel like, you know, I, I could see a guy like that having a shot. But am I crazy to think Vanderbilt has, if not more talent, one through 85 on scholarship guys, at least more, you know, high-end talent than Tennessee? Anyone, anyone. Blake Topmeyer. That's not crazy. No, I, I think that uh, certainly it's a comparable talent gap. Uh you you would think it shouldn't be you know you would think that that Tennessee should have loads more talent and, and I know we can go back to the recruiting rankings and say oh no Tennessee's got more talent because because they got these recruiting rankings but at some point you have to put those aside and let your eyes be the judge and like you said let pro scouts be the judge and you know reality is there might be as many future NFL players on this Vanderbilt team as as this Tennessee team like you said and so I don't think there's a huge gap either way. I think it's very comparable, and I think that's probably the concerning thing for Tennessee uh, is the fact that it's gotten to a point to where it has comparable talent with Vanderbilt. I think one little detail in there is that Jawan Williams and Keyshawn Vaughn are both Nashville kids that were recruited by Tennessee and could have been signed by Tennessee. They chose Vanderbilt. Well, one chose Vanderbilt, the other chose Illinois. So those are two high-end four-star talents that now are what you thought they'd be NFL talents. The others, you know, Shermer, you thought would maybe be there. He's got the pedigree, but, um, you know, Vandy recruits. Well, we, we think that these schools recruit the same players. They don't. They do some, but the fact that one's private, one's public, and they go in different places, they really don't recruit each against each other all that much. That being said, I think you're right in that Vandy may have the high-end talent, one through eighty-five, they don't. I think Tennessee has more depth than Vanderbilt, and also we're we're looking at positions that touch the ball, skill positions. I think it's maybe we put so much value onto those; they're a little more noticeable. Yeah, I agree. When you when you look at uh, Vanderbilt's best players, compare them to Tennessee's. I would give Vanderbilt an edge. There are just so many players on Tennessee's roster who are ranked very high. So many four stars, particularly on defense ranked so high by recruiting services that for whatever reason just have never looked like that on the field, that have been at best inconsistent. Uh, so I think, you know, Joe, you mentioned Shy Tuttle. I think he'll uh, he'll get drafted. 
But I don't see a lot of draft picks on this team, that's for sure. Maybe some of the younger guys later on. But, again, he gets back. You look at the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver. High-profile positions. I favor Vanderbilt at every one of those. All right, the time has come to make the picks. Let's let's start in Knoxville, one in Nashville. What do you guys think? What are we going to see Saturday? We'll all be there at Vanderbilt Stadium, 3 o'clock Central, 4 Eastern. I will take Tennessee, 27-24. I don't really know why. It's very. I, I have no argument as to why. Because uh, <laughs> I think Vanderbilt is the is 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 a slightly better team. I just think that you never know what's going to happen with Tennessee, and maybe my tea leaves say that uh, the good Tennessee is going to show up this week. And I, and I think if the if the the really good Tennessee shows up this week, then I don't know that Vanderbilt can beat that. But if if they if they both give an average effort average performance i would take vanderbilt but for whatever reason give me tennessee 27 24 yeah i'll say tennessee 34 31 uh not a real strong believer in that pick to show how much credibility i have i picked tennessee to beat missouri by three points a week earlier and you saw how that went i just really don't like vanderbilt's defense uh when i've seen them they just at crunch time when a game is on the line they just they just falter too often, and I, they're not a fourth. That's not a fourth quarter team, particularly on defense. I know it won against uh, Ole Miss with a little help there, but uh, I, I just give a slight edge to Tennessee. Yeah, on John's point, I think if Vandy loses, it's probably going to be faltering on defense. I, I think that's correct. Um, I, I'm picking Vandy. Uh, for the simple reason of what I said before, I think they've been a little more consistent. I think they're a, a better bet. I'm not a gambling man. I don't play the lottery because I don't want to give up a dollar. My 401k is set to super low risk. So I think Vandy is the better bet just because Tennessee has been looked like a top 25 team and looked like a bottom 10 team depending on the week. So Vandy 27, uh, UT 20. In a battle of the Homer columnists, I'm going 34-31 Vanderbilt. So John and I have the same score, different winner. I, I, I think we all kind of feel the same about this. I think that Vanderbilt has been the steadier team. I do think that Vanderbilt has a few players Tennessee doesn't have, but I agree that when Tennessee puts it together and especially protects for Garantano and stops the run, then Tennessee is a very dangerous team. But I think Vanderbilt gets it done. And we will see. We will all be there Saturday in Nashville. Thanks for listening, everybody. And next week, we will separate the podcast again.